Welcome to Kid Reads. I'm your host, Tara. Today we're going to be reading part two of Dorji the Yak, written by Karen Hartman, illustrated by Lexi Vey, and translated by Gankar Lamo. Dorji walked as quickly as his tiny legs would allow. The sun rose higher and higher in the sky, and rocks crumbled beneath his feet. After weaving through the windy paths, he reached a meadow just as the sun was beginning to set. Near the edge of the clearing, a young monk sat, etching a prayer into a flat stone. The boy's hands were shaking from the cold. Why are you outside? Dorji asked. Boy looked around to make sure no one was listening. I'm supposed to be studying right now, he whispered, but I am worried about my little sister. I'm making these stones to bring blessings to Tibet. Why? The monk sighed. My sister has never learned to read or write in Tibetan. Dorji looked at the boy. Won't she learn it in school? The monk shook his head. She's not in school right now because she has to help with the animals. Soon she will have to move to a town and the school she will go to will only teach Chinese. She needs to know Chinese, but why must she lose Tibetan? His shoulders slumped. For a moment they sat in silence the monk rubbing his fingers over the engravings he had made. Dorji had an idea. It would make his journey slower, but he wanted to help this boy. Can you teach me how to write in Tibetan? Then if you tell me where she lives, I could teach her for you. The monk looked up at Dorji. You would do that? He asked in awe. Of course, said Dorji. Oh, thank you, he said, wrapping his arms around Dorji. Soon the monk was scratching Tibetan letters into the dirt. When he was done, he warmed his hands in Dorji's fur. The next morning, Dorji felt happier somehow. But could it be that he was somehow bigger? The monk had said that his family were nomads, drogpas, but he knew where they lived at different times of the year. As Dorji wove through the landscape, he felt the fresh air moving around his body, twirling his long hair. He passed the small stupa the monk had described, its pointed top reaching towards the never-ending blue sky. He passed a pile of mani stones and wondered if the monk had carved any of them. He passed some yaks who nodded at him as he trotted past, their earrings swaying in the breeze. Finally, he spotted the brown tent and felt a surge of homesickness for the tent of his own family. He noticed the small girl inside immediately. Deki? Dorji asked. She looked at Dorji and grinned. Yes, Happy was a good name for her. Dorji sat next to the girl and he told her of his journey. You saw my brother, she said in disbelief. Yes, Dorji replied. He wants me to teach you the Tibetan alphabet. By the time the sun was setting once again, Deki knew the alphabet. Now I can write to my brother, she said. Soon we will have to move into a house and sell our animals. I want to tell him about that. She was gazing off towards the mountains outlined by the setting sun. You don't want to move to a house? Deki shook her head. Here, my family can all be together. Once we get to the village, my parents have to find jobs. My parents never learned to read or write, so it will be hard for them to find work. Dorji sat in silence with the girl for a few moments. But thanks to you, I can teach them now. I can help my parents too. I will never forget you, she said. 
Looking briefly from side to side, she slipped a hand into her shirt and brought out a faded photograph. Here, take this, she said, cupping it in her hands. Georgie looked at it. Dalai Lama, she said. Keep it safe. You can get in trouble if you are caught with it. Georgie nodded as the girl tucked it under his bell. The next morning, Georgie woke up feeling anxious. If he hadn't stopped for the girl and the monk, he would have already been at the lake. Yet he was happier than he had ever been, and he felt even bigger than he had two days before. He couldn't wait to look into the lake and see his reflection. He walked as fast as he could, keeping his eyes on the path that lay before him. Just before the sun sank, he entered a small village where he saw an old woman spinning a prayer wheel in her wrinkled hands. She smiled at Dorji, inviting him to join her. Dorji sat down. When I was very small, Tibet was free. She continued spinning the prayer wheel, staring into the past. My family were nomads, and we would move around with our yaks, finding the best places for them to eat. We saw beautiful lakes and mountain passes untouched by roads. She looked down at Dorji. When I was young, the Tibetan flag was allowed here. Do you know what it looks like? She asked. Dorji shook his head. It's beautiful, she said. It has two snow lions on it. Snow lions, Kang Sangyes, are the protectors of Tibet, she said. Protectors? Dorji disagreed. If he ever saw the snow lion again, he would ask him why he hadn't watched over Tibet. Another tear dropped into the prayer wheel as it spun. My brother climbed over the mountains 20 years ago. He was a monk and many monasteries were being destroyed, so he did not feel safe. I haven't seen him since, she said sadly. Dorji nuzzled against the old woman, crying with her. How could he make her feel better? I have something for you, he whispered. Look near my bell. She reached her crooked fingers under his collar and found the photograph. She bent over, holding the picture against her forehead. Thank you. She hid the picture in the folds of her chubba and hugged Dorji. The prayer wheel kept spinning and soon he was lulled into a deep sleep next to the woman. When Dorji woke the next morning, the old woman was gone. Today he would find the powerful jewel that would make him big and strong like the other yaks. Bell sang with him. He made his way through the tiny village, sniffing the juniper incense. His feet felt lighter, his heart brighter. Breathing heavily, Dorji's hooves kicked up dirt as he reached the top of the hill. The dust cleared and there, nestled below him, was the lake. The sight of the water made Dorji's heart beat in rhythm with the mantra he had repeated throughout his journey. Om Mani Padmeham. Om Mani Padmeham. He took a deep breath and walked down the slope, cautiously approaching the water's edge. His reflection stared back at him. He looked the same as he had at the beginning of the journey. Why had he felt bigger? He heard a deep laugh <laughs> and turned to see the snow line behind him. I see you found the jewel, he rumbled. Dorji looked back into the lake, seeing only his own face. A jewel? The snow lion waved his paw over the water's surface and it began rippling. The monk's smiling face appeared, holding the finished prayer stone. 
He was placing it into a large pile of etched stones, looking at it with pride. Then the little girl appeared, sitting next to her parents inside their tent and teaching them the alphabet. Finally, he saw the old woman looking at the photograph and saying a prayer. A smile curved the corners of her mouth because she had shed some of her pain. Each of them was happier because Dorji had helped them. Don't you see how big you already are? The snow lion asked. It's the size of your heart that matters. When Dorji turned again to look into the water, he didn't see a small yak looking back at him. He saw strength. He saw courage. He saw love. He was the jewel. Then Dorji remembered the question he had for the snow lion. Thank you, Senji. He looked down. Yes, the snow lion asked. The old woman said that you are the protector of Tibet, and yet so much has been lost. Why couldn't you save it? The snow lion sighed, the wind seeming to sigh with him. He looked at Dorji and said, I put it in the only place it can be preserved, the only place no one can ever touch, the same place where you get your strength, the same place where you get your love. Dorji looked at his reflection and again remembered. My heart? The snow lion nodded. Yes, it is in the hearts of all who remember. You can share the stories you've heard with other yaks, the stories you've been told, the memories that have been shared with you can go out into the world so that all who are listening may hear. You may not be able to protect, but you can preserve. Your heart is big enough to hold this entire land. Georgie returned to his village, filled with understanding and hope. The other yaks ran towards him anxiously. Where have you been? They asked. We were so worried. They looked at him closely. You seem bigger, they said. Dorji knew he was the same size as before, but he did feel bigger because now he knew the truth. He was just as important as the other yaks. His heart and his love for those around him made him strong. All of the yaks had special gifts to offer the world. Every single one of them held a jewel inside, and he held the stories of Tibet inside of him as well. Stories that can be shared, stories that can be remembered. That night, Dorji talked about his journey with the other yaks. When they were finished, they sat in silence for a while, seeing something in Dorji that hadn't been noticed before. We missed you, they finally said. We're so glad you found your way home and that you've shared these stories with us. Dorji smiled, remembering the snow lion. Our hearts are our strength. Our hearts make us big. He sighed and looked up at the endless sky of stars. And sometimes, our hearts give us hope. The End